Kev. Pop told us that he had to make a few Skype calls and talk to a few of his partners, and then he promised that he would explain to us exactly what the first job was. He said we had the rest of the afternoon to ourselves and to reconvene at his house at 6 p.m. That was fine by me because I needed to smoke something and sip something immediately. My nerves were bad like that. I needed my drugs. Most people think that narcotics had me off point, but my tolerance was so high, I actually functioned better with the right amount in my system. Being completely sober was the only time when I was liable to snap and do some dumb shit. Besides needing to get high, I knew this was the perfect chance to holler at Fox. We had five whole hours before we had to be back to Pop's crib, so I made it my business to see just how Fox wanted to spend that time. I could accomplish a whole lot in five hours. I'm not a real cocky type of person, but I kind of had my way with the females. If I want a woman, 99 times out of 100, I'm going to get her. They might kick all that, I have a man and I'm not a hoe stuff, but at the end of the day, these bitches can't resist me. I figured Fox would be no different, so I made my move. Hey, yo, Fox, you want to smoke one with your boy real fast? I asked. I could tell Fox smoked. Besides the fact that I had bought some fire-ass weed from her a long time ago, I noticed that her lips were slightly dark and she had a black and mild tucked behind her ear. I knew that if I could get her back to my crib and roll up some of the white widow weed, things would be looking good for me. Um, yeah, I guess we can do that. The light, shy tone in Fox's voice gave her that girl-next-door type of appeal, and I was digging it. Shit, well, just ride with me to the crib. I don't stay far from here, I said. Fox was cool with that since she had caught an Uber over to Pop's crib anyway. I used the key fob to unlock the doors and then let down all four windows, plus the sunroof on my Mercedes CLS 550. I had just gotten my shit washed, waxed, and detailed, so the white paint was looking especially good. I knew Fox had to be impressed, even though she was trying to play it all cool. We hopped in the whip, and I let that future 56 Nights mixtape provide the soundtrack for our ride as I pulled out of Pop's driveway. I had my seat leaned all the way back and was whipping the vehicle with my left hand like always. With my right hand, I reached over and caressed Fox's leg. Her thigh was pretty thick. It was just hard to tell since her clothes were so loose-fitting. In my mind, I was already picturing how the pussy was going to feel because I knew I was about to get it. Fox. Kev's smooth-ass hands felt good as hell rubbing up against my thigh. It had been a long time since I had let a nigga rub all up on me. But then again, it had been a long time since I had met a nigga as thorough as Kev. When I sold him the weed before, I didn't really get a chance to talk to him. It was a quick transaction in a busy downtown bar, so I had no idea he was doing it so big in the music promotion game. His bands was clean as shit, and the Versace watch on his wrist was so shiny. It was fucking with my vision. I liked men who cared about the way that they presented themselves. Kev was a hood nigga, and I could tell he spent more time in the trap, but I could also tell that he appreciated the finer things in life. So what do you think about all that stuff that Pop was saying back there? I asked. Man, that money he talking about sound real good. I'm doing my thing out here with this music promotion, but I ain't got a million dollars yet. If Pop trying to put me in that position, I'm down for whatever. He replied. I felt the same way. 
As Kev navigated through the South Carolina streets, I got lost in my thoughts. Since Dartavius had passed, I had become more ruthless and less compassionate and caring. His death made me realize that life is short, so I knew that I had to go all out to make my own money and live my life to the fullest no matter what it took. I was straight, but I was ready to live the way that Pop was living. I wanted the mansions, the boats, and the sports cars. But more importantly, I wanted to make sure that I had enough money to provide properly for my son. In all honesty, I was not the best mother in the world. I had my son at a really young age, and his biological dad didn't do a damn thing for him. I tried my best, but once I met Dartavius and started running the streets real heavy, I knew that I couldn't raise my boy right. My mama was the only person who I trusted to keep him, so I allowed him to stay with her. I started off sending a few hundred bucks whenever I could, but since my financial come up, I was sending 3000 per month to make sure my boy was straight. Still, that wasn't enough in my eyes. Even though I knew my son wasn't wanting for anything, I still felt guilty because I barely ever visited him. Our relationship was just too weird. When he saw me, he didn't even call me mommy. He called me Fox. He didn't care to see me. He was only interested in whatever toys, video games, or sneakers I was bringing him. Truthfully, I couldn't blame the boy either. We didn't really know each other. So what was there for us to talk about? I had basically given him away and chose to live the street life. There was no way for me to get back the lost time and change the past. But I figured if I could put a million dollars in a trust fund for him, I would have done at least part of my job as a mother. If my son had guaranteed money, then he wouldn't be tempted to be in the streets like me. I had seen some bad shit in my life, from niggas getting killed right in front of me to bullets whizzing by my own head, endangering my own life. All I knew was that I didn't want that for my son, and getting down with the Gallardo gang seemed like the best way to get enough money so that his future was set. As I stopped daydreaming about the last time I had seen my son, Kev pulled up to his loft. It was right in the heart of downtown Greenville, South Carolina. Damn, I didn't even know black people lived in these joints, I said. Kev laughed. <laughs> there ain't too many of us. Besides me, there's one older dude who's a heart surgeon and a Jamaican lady who owns like four hair salons. He replied. Kev locked his car up and then led the way to the elevator. He pushed the button for the eighth floor, and as soon as the elevator door closed, he reached over and grabbed me. Those smooth hands of his palmed my ass and he pulled me close to his body. Then Kev leaned down and kissed my lips. He was aggressive, but I liked that. Our chemistry was crazy, and the sexual tension was officially in the air. We French kissed the whole elevator ride up, and the doors opening up, revealing a woman waiting to get on the elevator with her baby, was the only thing that stopped us. Both of us laughed at the look on her face as we walked by her and towards Kev's front door. Kev led the way in and told me to make myself comfortable. His place was nice as hell, with an open floor plan and a balcony that looked out over the city. I smoke out there damn near every night and just look at the sky, he said. Kev proceeded to roll a whole gram into one blunt, then took a Xanax and dropped it into a doubled up styrofoam cup filled with promethazine and codeine, which is known in the street as a lean. He topped it off with a little bit of LeBron Sprite Remix, you do know we gotta go back to Pops to talk business later, I asked. Yeah, I'll be straight. These is mostly all prescription drugs, laughed Kev as he lit the blunt on fire with his lighter. 
Kev took a good hard pull of the weed and then started coughing heavily. <clears throat> this some potent shit. It's called White Widow. You ever heard of it before? All I could do was laugh. I knew for a fact that I was the only one in town with White Widow weed. So more than likely, I was the supplier for whoever Kev had copped it from. Yeah, I'm familiar with that strand of weed. I said as he passed the blunt to me. I hit the weed a few times, but not too much. I got high easily, and I wanted to be on point for our meeting with Pop later. Besides, I was ready for something much more entertaining than passing a blunt back and forth. After a few minutes, as Kev finished the last sip of his drink, I sauntered my sexy ass down his hallway and found his bedroom. Then, I peeked my head back out. Aren't you going to join me? I asked. Kev. The codeine, promethazine, Xanax, and marijuana had my head spinning. But I knew when a woman wanted me. The way Fox sauntered to my room was enticing as hell, so I didn't waste any time making my way back there. By the time I entered the room, she was already butt-necking and perched on top of my $5,500 Hambersham king-size bed. Fox was stretched out on her back with her knees up and her legs wide open. She was biting down on her sexy-ass bottom lip and using her hand to play with her clit. I had seen some gorgeous women in some intriguing positions before, but Fox was shitting on all of them at the current moment. Her body was completely waxed, and besides the hair on her head, she didn't have any at all. Her legs looked as smooth and as soft as Alicia Keys' voice sounded. Her feet were small and tiny, but the bright pink toenail polish that she had on made them stand out. I wanted to jump on top of her and go crazy on her petite little friend, but I decided to take it slow instead of rushing things. Fox wasn't some run-of-the-mill fop from the after-hour spot. She was a special type of female. Any woman who could make her own money and not depend on a man while looking as good as she did was definitely worth taking my time on. I kicked my Nikes off and then came up out of my shirt too. Then I got my composure up enough to walk over and join Fox on the bed. Once again, I started kissing her. This time, I started with her succulent lips and worked my way down to her chest. I bit her nipples just hard enough for it to hurt. Any freak would tell you. There's a thin line between pain and pleasure. Hearing Fox moan had my dick harder than a brick wall, but I decided to keep it in my pants for a little while longer. Instead, I made my way down to Fox's belly button and kissed her all over her abs. As Fox's moans grew louder and more passionate, I made my way between her legs. In the words of Trey Songs, I was about to dive in. I pushed my face right between Fox's thighs and let my tongue do the talking. She was already wet with the anticipation, and I knew that any woman who was that soaked from just a little bit of foreplay was a true juice box. Fox tasted as sweet as she looked, and I was having the time of my life pleasuring her. I went back and forth from very gently sucking on her fat little clit to easing my tongue inside of her pussy. Oh, shit. She moaned out while grabbing a hold of my dreads. I wanted to tell Fox how good she tasted, but my mouth was full at the moment. I had my hands palming her tight thighs so that her legs were wrapped right around the side of my head, just the way I liked. I was working my tongue as fast as I could and thoroughly enjoying every bit of it. Damn, Kev. I think I'm finna come. Fox had reached such a level of ecstasy that she could hardly speak straight. That was exactly the result I wanted. If I could make Fox come before I even put the dick in, 
I knew I would have her head fucked up. All of a sudden, I felt Fox's legs begin to tighten up, shake, then quiver, which can only mean one thing. She had reached her climax, which was my goal. Feeling her cum turned me on even more, and I decided it was time to get all the way naked, just like she was. I pulled my head from between her legs and stood up. Then I unzipped my trues and tossed them to the floor, followed by my Tommy Hilfiger boxer briefs. My dick was sticking straight up in the air like a big heat-seeking missile. Well, damn, said Fox as she looked at my manhood, obviously impressed by my size. I smiled at her response. Let me grab a condom, I said as I headed over to my nightstand. Fox. A condom. This nigga needed a 12 by 16 Ziploc bag for that behemoth that he was packing. Like the kind you store raw steak in, Kev was truly blessed. He needed to thank his father every day for the package that he had bestowed upon him. Dartavius was pretty big. He let me measure him once and he was eight and a half inches long. Kev's joint was definitely longer though, and fatter too. It looked like my son's arm. I was in pure bliss from the head that I had just received, and now Kev was about to penetrate me. Seeing all of his size was kind of intimidating, but I just couldn't resist him. Before I knew it, Kev was back from his nightstand with the Trojan Magnum already covering up his monster. Go slow. It's been a long time since I have had sex, so I'm going to be tight, I explained. I whispered Kev. You promise? I asked. I would never do anything to hurt you, Fox, he assured. Kev had a tone in his voice that let me know that I could trust him. Slowly, he slid on the bed and then eased his way inside of me, inch by inch. He surely couldn't get the whole thing in, but he definitely inserted enough of himself inside me to take me back to that point of ecstasy. As Kev lifted my legs up, I did my best to deal with the pain as he stroked in and out of me at the perfect pace. I rocked my hips forward to match his rhythm, and before long, we were fucking like a couple who had been together for years. The official dig down was exactly what I needed. All the worries and stresses of the world were far from my mind. It had been too long since I had gotten some, and I had almost forgotten just how good sex could actually be when it was done with the right person. Kev proceeded to fuck the shit out of me for a good 45 minutes, which was not too long and not too quick. We went through a bunch of different positions, and I came two more times. We finished up with me riding Kev cowgirl style until he finally shot his load into the condom. Whoa said Kev, as I rolled off the top of his tatted-up chest and plopped down on his comfortable-ass memory foam mattress. Kev went to the bathroom to get rid of the condom and get me a warm washcloth. All I could do was smile, as I was already making myself some mental images of the things that had just gone down. This was most definitely a sexual encounter that I would never, ever want to forget. It was easily in my top five of all time. Do you want something to drink? asked Kev as he came back into the bedroom with the washcloth. No, I'm fine, I replied, slightly short of breath. Good, cause I already flushed the condom down the toilet, joked Kev. Ew, boy, that's disgusting. Why would you say that to me? I blurted out. Kev was doubled over cracking up at his own joke. I had to admit it was pretty funny. Nasty, but funny. I rolled over and laid on his chest once again and closed my eyes. I decided to skip all of the typical female questions like, so where do we go from here and how many other girls are you fucking? And just relax. I didn't want to ruin what had been a perfect day. 
so I just dozed off on Kev's chest and got some rest so that I would be fresh for my meeting at Pop's house.